Welcome, listeners, to the first ever Project CF Spouse podcast. Here we would like to discuss the foundation, origins, and goals of the organization known as Project CF Spouse. As the key spokesperson, we have Megan Barker, founder, originator, and superstar of Project CF Spouse. Megan, how are you feeling today? I feel good, Rob. How are you? How is my radio voice? Oh, it's amazing. It's perfect. It's, good. It's, so you perfectly. Yeah, wonderful. So we have Megan Barker, founder, uh, CF spouse extraordinaire, and me doing the talking to as fellow board member Rob Ronenberg, uh, part of Project CF Spouse, and we are going to kick off the initial first ever. Wait, podcast. are you not a CF spouse extraordinaire? Oh no, I'm normal. I'm just a normal CS oh, spouse. Okay. Not extraordinary. Cape. I, I don't no cape. No, I, I have a cape, but it's not as long as yours, and that's the uh, qualifying aspect gotcha. of things. So fair enough. Here's the real question burning in our listeners' ears, Megan. Why? Why create Project CF Spouse? What is it that uh, compelled you to start this organization all the way back in 2016? Tell us your story. Oh, so actually the history of Project CF Spouse goes back much further than 2016. Um, when I met my husband and we started dating, you know, obviously I went looking for other people like me, resources for people who are dating people with CF. And unfortunately, all that existed was resources for parenting a child with CF. There just there wasn't really anything for adulting with CF because historically speaking, there hasn't been a need for it. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't like that Google was the only option available because we all know that Google is Google is no one's friend. So um, I wanted to change that. I, I, I wanted people to have, you know, situations where they had people to turn to. They had people who understood that they could talk to. And I wanted there to be resources. So I started working on this many, many years ago. And then when the CF Foundation had their impact grants, it was an opportunity to put it out there. And here we are. That is fantastic. And, and like you said, here we are. So it's four years later from the official founding of Project CF Spouse. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the organization? What is it that Project CF Spouse does? What, what are you here for? What is your mission? So we want to be a place for spouses and partners in the CF community to come to find the support that they need. Sometimes it's just talking through a situation. Sometimes it's, you know, they actually need something that we're able to direct them. Um, it's providing a segue between the spouses and the CF foundation, the clinics, doctors, all sorts of things. Um, we have many, many, many things that we want to do. And it's just kind of, it's, it's fun to watch it come to life. So from my own perspective, as you know, the, the many things that we want to do uh, as a part of the board and a part of the organization now, one of the things that I will at a later time in a follow-up podcast talk, what is my own story with CF and, and all that, but what I want to say right now is finding an organization that has people that have either been through my portion of my CF journey with my now wife or 
are going through that or will go through it has been something for me that is a, a an amazing experience. It, it, is a, it is a community unto itself where there are people that understand. They get it. They realize it. They know it. And it's a life that we have chosen to be a part of. In as much as you can choose who you fall in love with. Um, so, so saying that, as the, the the starter of all this, Megan, what is your story with choosing or not choosing to to fall in love with somebody with CF? Because obviously, the organization is for spouses or partners of people with CF. So, there has to be a story there. Could you tell us more about your background? Sure. So, I. In my growing up job, I'm a respiratory therapist, and I was doing my rounds one day, and I went into a hospital room and felt like I had been struck by lightning. That's what I tell him every day. Um, my husband was my patient. We met, and we just hit it off, and we fell in love. Um, it's funny because when I started working as a respiratory therapist at a hospital that had CF patients... I felt like I knew about CF. You know, we learned about it in school. You know, I Googled. Again, Google's awesome. <laughs> you know, so I felt like I had this this understanding, you know, and then, of course, taking care of CF patients. You talk to them because you're in there for extended periods of time doing treatment, CPT, all the, you know, all the fun stuff. So you kind of feel like you know what's going on. You kind of get a little glimpse into what life with CF is like. And then you start dating somebody with CF and realize that you don't know anything. It's, it's completely different. Um, you know, I met him in the hospital, so I felt like when he got admitted, one would think that a rational-minded person would go, hospitalizations are part of this. I completely went crazy. I was convinced that, you know, all kinds of horrible things were going to happen, and, you know, I felt the need to stay with him and, you know, just watch him like a hawk. How we didn't kill each other in the early stages of our relationship still remains a mystery, but we have made it. So, um, yeah, so that's that's really my story that, you know, I fell in love with my patient. We've been together for a long time, almost 13 years, and we have two twins that keep us busy. But um, but yeah, that's my story. You know, I think that is for for my side of things uh, being, I think, new to the CF community uh, just, you know, seven years ago, my wife and I started dating, uh, the, the stories of how people met, how they interacted, and then especially from our aspect as a, a spouse or partner of somebody with CF, that, that story of how you learned about CF, heard how bad it is, and you're like, you know what, that's pretty terrible, but this person's pretty awesome, so mm -hmm. that outweighs the terrible. Yep. Um, I, I think a lot of people kind of wonder, and, and those especially that are new to a relationship with somebody that has cystic fibrosis, is how did you outweigh the terrible with the amazing that that person brought and decide that, you know what, Google scares me, it's frightening, but I'm going to go for it. You know, it's funny. It's, it's like what you said. You, you have no control over who you fall in love with. And I just, I made this decision. I wanted to be with him. I mean, it, it didn't matter. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes I lulled myself into a false sense of reality. Just, oh yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. It's CF doesn't, you know, it's there, but it's not. And I've kind of lived my whole life with him like that. Like 
obviously CF is there. He has tune-ups. He has exacerbations. He has mm-hmm. days where he just feels like crap. We cancel plans. We do, you know, that kind of thing. But I chose life with him. And so that's what we do. We live. We enjoy We mm-hmm. enjoy the good. We take the bad with a, you know, with a grain of salt. And we just kind of keep things moving. But it, it, it definitely wasn't something that I let deter me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just made it my mission to, you know, be as active in the CF community, mm-hmm. know that I was doing everything I could mm-hmm. from participating in Great Strides to forging those relationships with my own CF chapter. You know, I felt like I was giving something back. And so by doing that, it kind of it felt like I was fighting with him. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. So that that helped a lot. You know, you said something there, Megan, that kind of resonated with me is. You know, you, you fell for him, and uh, you felt like you wanted to get back to the CF community and get involved. You know, create strides and all these things that you, you put yourself out there and really took to, took an active role of being a leader in the community. I want to first say thank you for doing that. It's because of you that there are people listening to this or a part of the CF spouse community because without you that wouldn't have happened you know with with my own story my my wife um she had cf and and we fell in love you know we were involved in our own lives with our kids with doing everything but we did not get out there to be a part of the community and and that is something that is i think a a very special character trait that again i want to say thank you for because again without you we wouldn't be here. This podcast wouldn't exist. This the CF Spouse community wouldn't exist, and that is something pretty darn special. Oh, so, well, thank you. So thank you. Um, outside of that, on a different topic, changing uh, directions completely here. What is the one most annoying thing you found? Being with somebody with CF that you, it just kind of stuck with you that you're like, ah, are you kidding me? Oh, easy peasy. So obviously, I've you and I have had numerous conversations about this before, Rob. <laughs> that Ty doesn't have to take enzymes, so I, you know, I don't ever have to worry about. I hear all of you guys talking about there being pills everywhere and enzymes everywhere. So as a respiratory therapist, the bane of my existence is the caps off of the nebulizer meds, the albuterol, the little tabs, the plastic piece that break off. I find those things everywhere and they hate my vacuum cleaner or my vacuum cleaner hates them. I should say I find them in the laundry. I find them everywhere. That that is the one thing. And I know that seems trivial, but I guess it's just a respiratory thing. But that's what stands out that I'm always like. Oh my God, there's a trash can right there. Just, just a little, just, you know, but you know, it's a stupid something, but it just, you know, that's like over the course of the last hundred years, that's, that's what I always catch myself giggling. And when we moved, I moved his, his little hub from his breathing treatments. And I mean, literally there's like this little snow mound of things. So it just, it's kind of funny. That is actually pretty darn funny to hear. Um, again, you know, changing it up, trying to keep things interesting for our initial inaugural podcast here. Um, something that I noticed early on with Jennifer that actually caught my eye, caught my attention. And, um, it, you know, one of the ways that she tricked me into falling in love with her is 
she has an absolute adoration for life. The most simple things that, you know, most people take for granted, she simply adores. You know, maybe in a future uh, podcast, I'll talk about the awkward moment in uh, Costco when she tried on a neck massager and was moaning awkwardly to where <laughs> the families were peeking around the corner of the aisle before they actually let their children cross. Um, but <laughs> is there something that you've noticed with uh, your husband, Ty, that it kind of stands out that you have have looked at differently? You know, your perspective has changed based on how he perceives things. Know how much of it is how he perceives things. It's definitely conversations that we have had. Um, one of the things that this and this is heavy, but one of the things that that really, when I think about a change within myself, I remember um, we did um, Chick Fil A here where we live. We used to do Spirit Nights for our fundraiser for Great Strides, and I had a guy come up to me one time and. Um, he said, you know, he was, he asked me about CF because he didn't know what it was. And we had this whole conversation and the, the parting question that he had for me was what Ty's life expectancy was. And, you know, I, I don't think anybody likes to think about that, you know, that that is a part of something that we're all going to face. But I mean, CF aside, it's something that all of us are going to face at some point. But um, I always have had this kind of, I don't know, like a, a wall up, I guess, when it comes to like conversations about palliative care and end of life things. And thank, thankfully, you know, kind of being with Ty and being in this world, it, it's kind of opened my eyes to things a little bit, I would say. And I feel like it's, it's made me more compassionate in taking care of patients. And then I also feel like, you know, it's it's good because it's led to conversations between me and him about, you know, things that how we would handle things and, you know, what we want and that kind of thing. Like I said, heavy, but that's something that I know that there's there's definitely something that wasn't really talked about before. But with him, it's something that's that's been a good. Thank you, Sharon. I do appreciate that. You're right. That is a, a little bit of a, a heavy topic. And, and since we we kind of broke that heavy barrier, I, I do have a another question for you kind of along those lines. So with my amazing wife, Jennifer, who I'm pretty sure married me because when she couldn't breathe well and couldn't run away from me, I, I, I tricked her into falling in love with me. She has two kids. Now, at this point in 2020, they are 17 and almost 14. But when they were little, they, you know, she would go away for a week to two weeks for treatments. They didn't really understand it. And she didn't let them see the, the scary side of CF and what that could be. You know, I think a part of her mentality, and this is, again, my own speculation, was if I'm not going to be around for a long time, I don't want them to remember it bad. I want them to have a happy remembrance of my childhood or their childhood and in my life with them. Right. So to the, the heavy point of your relationship with Ty, you guys have twin boys, one of whom was making hilarious faces at me on <laughs> our video chat earlier before we did this podcast. How have you guys approached that subject of life and, everything with CF with with them and, and how old are they you know can they really understand things 
So they are seven. Um, I feel like... I feel like to some degree they understand some things. Um, there are some things that I just don't even, I don't even approve with them because I, I just, I feel like it's too much for them to process. And I think that some of the information would scare them more than help them. Um, you know, we've always been very open about his sickness. It's not like we've tried to downplay it or anything like that. They understand that at some point in time, daddy will need new lungs. And, you know, I mean, they, 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 grasp the the concept but they think that daddy getting new lungs is as simple as him going to a doctor's office and getting a shot so you know i mean they while they understand i don't think that they understand if that makes sense you know i mean we obviously me being a respiratory therapist bryce and i have watched um we have watched youtube videos of watching trachs be placed and you know they've seen i taught them cpr you know, I mean, just little things. So they have, they have, they have more of an understanding than most seven-year-olds have. But to be able to take that and 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 truly understand the enormity of the situation, I don't, I don't think that's there. And I don't try to, I don't try to put it there because I don't want to, I don't want to scare them. I understand that they they need to have their childhood. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's and, they have mom and dad. They need to have their childhood and. Kids need to have that belief, I think, for a healthy childhood that mom and dad love us. They're the world. They know everything. They're strong and nothing can stop them. And and that's the way the world is, right? Right. Wait, you implied that we didn't know everything. I'm confused. Right. We're actually all adults and we know that we don't know a darn thing whatsoever. And we're making up as we go. But Exactly. uh, we'll, We'll let the kids believe what they want at this point. So to flip that perspective around a little bit you know you talked about what you're raising the kids as right what the kids are going to believe what what they what you want them to have for their childhood right right for the uh seven people who are going to eventually listen to this podcast uh, if one of them should should happen to want children and a family right or or be starting them with the cfr that they have convinced to love them what is your beliefs or perspectives as the parent of children with the CF? Or, you know, what, what what is that like from, from your perspective, not from the kid's side and how you want to raise them, but as the parent, how do you feel about that? You know, what, what are your thoughts? It's, it's hard. Um, Ty and I actually talked about this the other day because he had kind of an unexpected tune-up not too long ago. And, you know, it's it it's hard. I, I I try to as much as I can act like everything is normal, and we you know even when the admissions are normally routine, but when they're not, it, it's it's especially hard because you go through this whole process of okay, this is just business as usual. This is you know it's whatever, but um, but the other side of that is it's still the person that you love, and they're still in a hospital, and they're still sick, and we all know that CF can turn. At any moment. I mean, like things can change so quickly. And so the act of putting on this show and pretending like it's just business as usual, it's exhausting. And, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, because like I go to work when he's in the hospital. And so I, I truly pretend like everything is normal. And it's just, you know, that that gets a little overwhelming. And so I that's the great thing about having Project CF Spouse is there is a place to go to talk 
You have people who you can vent to who understand that show that you're putting on. You know, I... Well, exactly what you're saying. That that actually that hits home pretty close. Uh, I think that is probably something a lot of people are feeling, a lot of, a lot of people are understanding. And it kind of leads me back to where we started with this. You know, I, with, with this podcast, I, I had a couple of goals in mind that I didn't actually tell you about before we started, Megan. Um, one of which is talk about Project CF Spouse. What is it? Why is it? You know, why is it started? Um, one of them was your story, your thoughts, your perspective. Why did you start it? What is your life like? You know, what what is everything that you're doing and you're part of to, to you know to shape this organization as it is? Um, and then I want to get to the last part of things. You know, as we keep going, is where does it go from here? Right? You started it with a purpose. You you fell in love with Ty, a CFR. Started looking for resources, didn't find it, created an organization to develop those resources for people that have fallen in love with or are dating or are considering life with somebody to see after, right? Now right. there's the family aspect. You're, you're doing all this stuff, okay? The, the kind of next topic area I'd like to discuss is where does it go from here? You know, what is, what, what is it that you want in your wildest dreams? What should Project CF Spouse become? over the course of the next year, two years, five years, 20 years? What, wh where can the imagination take you with this organization? I've always been a sky's the limit kind of person. You know, I mean, when I started this, I didn't really have a, an end goal. Like there wasn't like an end game of where I wanted to see it go. Um, I wanted there to be a hub, kind of a like a like a network of spouses where people could just come and connect. But since connecting with all of these people, I, I see every day. I see okay, this we should have a this, we should have a that. Um, you know, we've you and I both are very unique situations, Rob, because we both have very good relationships with our spouses' doctors and their clinics. You know, um, that's that's one of those things that's super important to me because I feel like everybody needs to have that. You know, we deal with some pretty heavy things. And so I think having having that them as a resource is amazing. So, you know, I really facilitating those relationships and, um, you know, just doing doing things of that nature. And then, you know, obviously continuing to grow internationally and worldwide and, you know, all of those things because there are spouses everywhere. I, I mean, really, the sky is the limit. There's I mean, there's so many things that I want to do that sometimes I'm like, OK, stop <laughs> one thing at a time. But, you know, you know how that goes. You do one thing and you think, oh, this would be great with this. And you just kind of spiral. So lots of goals, lots of plans. So get ready, Rob. You know, it's funny to talk about that. I can um, very distinctly remember the first real actual phone conversation that uh, you and I had, Megan. Um, mm -hmm. You initially had reached out to me. My my wife had a double lung transplant October 19th, 2017. It was shortly after that that I posted a video of her taking her first unobstructed breaths after her transplant. And then, weirdly enough, it went viral 
I don't know, months later and stuff. Uh, excuse me. But then you, you reached out to me. We started chit-chatting online a little bit back and forth, found a little Project CS Post, got involved a little bit, was was engaged in the in the conversations and stuff. And then we, we talked, we spoke live for the first time when uh, Jennifer, my wife, was actually in the hospital, St. Mary's Hospital, Mayo Clinic, Rochester, Minnesota. I was standing just around the corner from the patient cafeteria and was alternating between sitting down and standing up and pacing while trying to take notes in the back of a brochure that they had about all of my ideas for what Project CF supposed could be and the things that were lacking from my perspective, being brand new, knowing nothing about it, anything else, and and that excitement, right, mm-hmm. of all that I could see the potential and possibilities for and, and your excitement for what you wanted Project CF Boss to be and all that. So um, uh, along those lines, what are some of your top initiatives or ideas or, or goals for the next 6 to, to 12 to 18 months? We're not even long-term. What are we working on right now that you want people to be excited about and you want the community to back you and help you out with achieving? Oh, Wow. So I'm trying to think. Um, obviously, the podcasts are great. So we want to have people come who are who, that you mentioned the seven people. I would like to invite all seven of those people to join. <laughs> you know, because we all have a story. And I think that the more we share our stories, the more stories will be shared. You know, we I think that hearing that people aren't alone and recognizing that they have other people who have you know, walked a similar path or will walk a similar path. I think, you know, I think that's important. Um, we have an initiative called Care Team Connect that is a huge project that um, I really, it, it's 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 my baby. It's, it's probably the one, as much as I love our spouse calls, which if you haven't participated in a spouse call, you absolutely should. You're missing out. It's what the cool kids do. Um, but probably over and above everything else that we've done care team connect is the one thing that I am the most excited about there. You know, I talked before about how Rob and I have um, unique situations where we are super close with our spouses, clinics and doctors and stuff, but the whole gamut of our, of a care team exists between us as the spouses, the, the foundation, our, our families, the doctors, everybody. And so Care Team Connect is an initiative to kind of tie all of that together. So we, as we work on that, I'm sure we will, we will need feedback and we will need surveys and info and all of those things. So just really getting people involved to kind of help us with that is going to be huge. I am actually quite impressed with your uh, on the spot passion to discuss that with having no idea in case anybody's actually still listening to this podcast excuse me none of this is scripted it is entirely on the fly um she has no idea what i'm saying or asking or any of that so uh she's doing very well if you have an opportunity right now please clap your hands give her a little little plug uh speaking of plugs i would like to mention that if you go out to the uh interwebs 
projectcfspouse.com is the webpage. That is where to go out and we are working to update that and keep that as current and amazing as possible with upcoming events, things going on, um, resources. And one of the things that I personally would like to start up again or, or revisit and, and get more current is the spouse stories. So that is where we talk about, if we don't talk about you, get a chance to talk about the, you know, the people listening and involved, get a chance to submit your story. What is your story with your spouse? How did you meet? How did you fall in love? Whatever it is you want to tell us, share a picture and share your story and we'll put it on the website. You know, we, we want to be there because again, we are a community for those who have chosen to love somebody with this disease, right? And so that is, that is one of the things. So I have uh, just a few questions left. Megan, before we're, we're done with, with this. Just a you, few. You, you being on the hot seat. Uh, <laughs> number one, top priority question at this point in time is, for those of you listening to this and can't see it, I'll describe the scenario. Behind Megan on the video screen that I'm watching is a bookshelf. We won't discuss the series of books with the sparkly vampires in them because that's you leave the enough. Twilight books alone. <clears throat> but the question that I have that I think people would really like to know about is there is a Mr. Potato Head with yes. what appears to be Shrek ears or Yoda no. ears. No, no, so if no. You could please tell me. What is going on with the Shrek Yoda ears on the Mr. Potato Head? The yes. seven listeners are dying to know. So what you can't see is to my right, left, whatever direction That's that your is. left. It's my left. Wow. Okay. I have a small but rather large collection of Mr. Potato Heads that has overflowed. So what you're seeing here is the Valentine's Mr. Potato Head. That is Cupid. So what looks like Shrek Yoda ears are actually Cupid's wings because, you know, Potato Head flies through his ears. Well, I'm <laughs> sad that I asked the question. Moving right along. Um, I hate. <clears throat> yeah, so <clears throat> here's a question I have that I am sure, if not dozens, at least three people are dying to know. If your CF husband, Ty, were to describe you in three words, what would those three words be? Oh. Sarcastic. Caring. Fun. <clears throat> Maybe. I don't I know. Thought, I thought for sure you were going to go with... Pain in the rear. Well, yeah, that's the given. That's the given. But, you know. Got it. All right, good. So, now that we've gotten two of my 17 remaining questions answered. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. Checking them off. Checking them off. Right. Um, real quick. How do you stay upbeat and happy on... Or maybe not upbeat and happy, but how do you stay supportive and positive on the difficult days? Getting back to the heavy side of things. You just do. I mean, I know that that's, it, it's just one of those things. I think I have done this for so long and I, I started this journey with no support. 
the like probably the first I would say four or five admissions I did without knowing anyone else who outside of my patients, I didn't know a single other person was CF, you know, through the magic of Facebook. Um, and this was, you know, I didn't have Facebook until we had been married for two years, probably before Facebook was a thing. But, um, you know, I, I made friends with some, some moms or maybe, no, I, let me, let me rephrase that. Facebook was a thing. I wasn't on Facebook. I was still holding on hope to MySpace. but, um, I, I found. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the first time of this entire <laughs> podcast that I've interrupted you, and I, I've tried my best not to do that. But <laughs> I said, for my those face. of you listening that have no idea what MySpace is, please Google that. <laughs> it is like Facebook, but for old people before Facebook was even a dream in somebody's mind. And I think right, we please, like MySpace please better. Pro- please, please proceed. Go on. So. You know, obviously, I found I, I made friends with with some some CF moms, and you know they were great, but I, I had I didn't have anybody to talk to who understood what it was like. I mean, being married to a man child. I mean, Jennifer, even even though Jennifer's the one with CF, Jennifer understands man child, so it's just a completely different relationship. And so, I recognized how important and how hard it was not having anyone in those early times. And so I think now, even when it gets, even when it gets heavy and it feels just overwhelming, I have people like you that I can turn to and I can say, Hey, this just really sucks. And you understand what I'm talking about. And so somehow the heavy is not as heavy. And so I think that because of that, because I know that those relationships exist. Somehow that makes it, it's it's not as bad. I mean, it still sucks and it's still overwhelming, but it's it's just easier, you know, when you have somebody to kind of tow that road with you. You're not alone. Exactly. There are people that understand. Yes. Um, I, brief interlude, I almost interrupted when you <laughs> said that my wife Jennifer understands <laughs> That man-child thing, but then I thought about it and realized she would absolutely agree with you, so I did not interrupt. Uh, I'll cry myself to sleep later, but for now, I want to one last question that is heavy, and then we'll get to the happy, good stuff conclusion, okay? Okay. What, for you, in your... Um, 27-year relationship with a CFR, because you referenced MySpace, and it goes back roughly that far. Exactly. Um, what has been, if you can think of one, and are actually, if you're willing to share it, what has been the single scariest, hardest moment for you? I don't know. I am. Um, I would have to say the last admission that he had, for a multitude of reasons, but the biggest being that this is the first. You know, obviously we're dealing with COVID, so this is the first time I've ever been told you can't see him, you can't come here, you can't. I had to take him to the door and leave him. You know, it's it's 
routine business as usual, but being told you can't go unless it's end of life or unless it's a bad situation that you sit there and you think, please don't let my phone ring. Please don't let the phone ring. Please don't let that, you know, don't let there be anything. So I, I would have to say just dealing with, with CF in the middle of a pandemic has probably been the most trying thing. Uh, I would actually have to agree with you. That sounds completely horrible. <clears throat> it is. And, you know, and it's funny because obviously I see I see this from the other side when I'm at work. <laughs> Because we don't allow visitors at our hospital. And so, you know, I see I see what it's like for family members to have to talk to their loved ones via tablets and via whatever. And it just sucks. I mean, nobody wants to be sick and be stuck there by yourself. And so, you know, to have to be in a position where you are truly praying that you don't get a phone call because you know what that phone call means. I mean, it's just it's a it just definitely changed the game. So this virus needs to go away so that this doesn't happen mm. again. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So enough of the heavy. Let's swing back the other direction. Uh, compared to anyone else that you, you maybe were uh, in a relationship with or had dated before Ty, how was he different? And do you think CF played a part in that? No, see, I, I don't think CF had anything to do with it. His, he just, we just clicked. I mean, I've, I've always, I said earlier, lightning bolt. I've always told him that. I went in that room, and I literally felt like I had been struck by lightning. It was like God said, "This is the one," and I, you know, I've never looked back. I've never questioned it. I mean, it has just always felt right. It's not always easy. But what relationship is, but, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's worth working for. So if I was to ask him that same question, would he, would he be like that? Or would his response be like, yeah, you know what? I was sitting there. I couldn't really breathe. He would say she looked good in her scrubs. You know, I, I'm I'm guessing that uh, in in you know for the most part in the world that doesn't really mean a whole lot. However, for CFers or those who are dating married to CFers, we spent a lot of time in the hospital and seen a lot of people in scrubs. They're going to be like, oh damn, yeah. Not many people can pull off that scrub look and look good. That's that's exactly. impressive. You know, I was expecting a little bit less from you, but that is a fine, <laughs> fine answer. I will. Uh, I'll check with Ty at a later date see if he can verify that answer. Anyways, and he just will to, tell to you. see if that's what he's. Well, of course he is, because now you're going to beat him, so he says it. So, anyways, exactly. Uh, as I said, we're we're going to try to come to a close here with the <laughs> inaugural Project CF Spouse podcast, um, but we're going to end it on a lighter note. Okay, okay. so. What would you say is, well, maybe it's not a lighter note, I guess. It'll be an honest note. We'll go with that. What would you say, Megan, is your advice for somebody who has discovered this group 
Project CS Bellis, and they don't know what it is. They know nothing about CF, but they just started dating somebody with CF, or the person they've been dating or they're married to who's had health problems was suddenly diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, and they're so, they're looking for resources. They're looking for help. They're looking for anything, right, about CF and being with somebody with CF. What would you say to those people to let them know that, hey, you know what? Here it is. I would say follow all of our social media. Keep, you know, keep up with what we're working on. Um, bring, I'm laughing at you. You're like you're about to fall over out of the chair. Um, you know, I would, I would just say take the good with the bad. You know, there's going to be days where you're going to have just, it's just going to be a crapshoot. There's just going to be that one day where you think, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. But don't let that day win. You know, by follow, when I said follow us on our social media, you know, <laughs> you, utilize, utilize the voices of experience. You know, we have all had days where CF feels like way more than we can handle. And I think that we've come out the other side. And, you know, so there's going to be that time where you just feel like it's just more than you want to deal with. And you're going to have 500 people say, oh, no, 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 no. You can do this. You've got this. And so I think really <clears throat> my advice to anybody starting this journey is going to be to just use the resources that you have at your disposal. Look for them. Know what they are. And because it's there, you're always going to find someone who has traveled Maybe not the same path because I don't think any of us have the same dance with CF, but you'll find somebody who has been in a similar situation who is able to kind of give you some guidance. You know, you get grandfatherly advice from Rob, you know, you, you get, you get solid advice from me. You know, we've all kind of had, you know, different walks. And so I think it's, I think it's just good to just kind of know what your resources are, know what's available and don't rely on Google. So, I, 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 so my closing comments that are, I, I about fell out of my chair when she said, like our, like our social media pages and, you know, because that's the, that's the, the faux pas thing we you know, with YouTube, like and subscribe. Exactly. But in this case, you're not getting it's a bunch of junk and crap. In this case, you're getting updates from, from people who are, as Megan said, are there, have been there, will be there, or understand it, right? Exactly. Uh, there, there are not a lot of communities online where you can find people who can understand your frustration with finding a spit cup full of phlegm in seven out of five rooms in your house, if that's even possible, <laughs> right? Um there are not a lot of communities where you're going to find somebody that can say, my wife knew that I was the one for her when she started throwing up uncontrollably from a massive coughing fit and started coughing up blood. And I held her hair. And even though I was gagging, I was there for her and a part of things, right? Right. Um, we are a community of people who, for better or worse, have chosen to love somebody with, at this point in time, 
what is a incurable disease. That disease ends with, at this point in time, once again, a lung transplant and eventually death, right? Right. We have medications and other things that are extending that lifespan far beyond what it ever has been before. I think the latest statistic I heard is somebody born today with cystic fibrosis, their lifespan is over 50 years. That's awesome. Right? Because of the medications and stuff and treatments we have now. I, I guess my closing response would be people with CF have a unique outlook and perspective on life because they appreciate it. They love it and they enjoy it like nobody else can really, or, or very few people can really understand. If you are lucky enough to find one of them who will love you and be with you and you can be with them, it is difficult. There are challenges, but it is by far worth every moment that you have with them. I would say do it. Right? Choose to be with them. Choose to love somebody who will appreciate you more than anyone you could even imagine. And as Megan said, we are here to help you. We are a community, Project CF Spouse. We are a community of people who have been, will be, are going through some variation of the journey you're on. And all we want to do is help you, help others, help people to realize that CFers are an amazing group of people and being with them is something special. So this concludes the first ever Project CF Spouse podcast. And I will randomly, without warning, turn it over to Megan to give us our closing statements and your following beliefs. Go ahead. Thank you, Rob. Um, I'm just, I'm super excited about this. Um, I really, I love the fact that we're going to be able to to talk like this. You know, we, we spend so much time talking to other people about CF and, you know, just sharing, this is what CF is. This is why you should get involved. This is why you should do all these things, but really being able to talk outside, even from our spouse calls, be able to share things with the community about what our role in, in CF is. I, I just, I, I think that that's awesome. And I'm, I'm super excited about this. Um, I like Rob, I, I believe that, that being with someone who has CF is, is a truly, it's a unique, it's a unique thing. Um, I feel very lucky to have Ty in my life. I feel like, you know, I've definitely learned things from being with him that I, I you know, in any other situation would have never had a chance to. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. So, with that, I think we're done. See you guys next time. Bye, y'all.